Welcome to the 19th ESC Every Soldier Counts podcast. Wherever you find American troops today, you'll find the men of the Transportation Corps. Enough and on time. That's the story we tell you today. The story of the Army Quartermaster Corps. These youthful servicemen are members of the Army's Military Police Corps. One of the most important forces behind the line. The Army Ordnance Corps. Welcome to the 19th ESC Every Soldier Counts podcast. Once again, I am Sergeant First Class Adam Ross, Public Affairs NCOIC here at 19th ESC. And we find ourselves in Financial Readiness Month. August is Financial Readiness Month. And because of that, we are joined by two experts in the field of finance, and that is Captain Courtney Hull with the uh, 176 Financial Management Support Unit. Welcome, ma'am. Thank you. Hi. And we're also joined by Ms. Lana Edwards, <laughs> the Financial Readiness Program Manager here in Area 4. <laughs> Hi. Hello, everyone. Yeah, thank you both for joining us. This uh, this episode is going to be kind of a, an education on um, all the ways that you can uh, keep your finances, f- financial readiness, keep your finances in tip-top shape. So, um, ma'am, let's let's start with you. You mm-hmm. get a you 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 serve. You're based at Humphreys, but your unit kind of serves all of up and down the the peninsula. What are what are some of the frequently asked questions that your unit gets from soldiers? So. Some of the, so I'm Bravo Detachment Commander, so we have three detachments. Um, So with Camp Humphreys, we service those in Camp Humphreys for any specific um, questions that they have, you know, regarding to their pay or their OHA allowances, COLA. So the frequent questions are also, you know, debt management. We handle debt management. So if they see a debt on their LES, they're going to come in and question what it is, and we can provide them um, exactly look into their look into the system and see you know what what those debt balances are okay and and Ms. Edwards so you are based here on Camp Walker right Correct. Correct. and so what, what are some of the ways you, you can help soldiers and families here so my primary role is financial management helping service members family members and actually DA civilians anything dealing with personal finances so if they are interested in learning how to save how to do a budget um, large-scale purchases planning to purchase a car buy a home credit um, getting their credit correct and together that is what I can assist with Um, but you also provide classes right yes that is the best part of my job but unfortunately I don't get to do it that much because a lot of people don't know that we actually provide classes and all of the classes that we provide can be either one-on-one small group at ACS or at the unit so I'm really trying to reach out to everyone for um, NCOD, JEDP, uh, ODP Uh, some of my classes are still some of the the topics that I mentioned earlier so give a class on budget and how to do a budget uh, credit repair um, classes on um, marriage, divorce, um, new child, new baby, um, our new parenting, um, a class on that and budgeting for a baby. So any type of topic. I just did a class on um, investing with Bitcoin and finding out information about Bitcoin. And I, thankfully I had one person there, but any type of 
financial class that someone wants or a topic that they have questions about, I can facilitate. Okay. Yeah. So when, where can they find information about those classes? So Army Community Services, where I'm located at Camp Walker, Building 330, which is the Soldier Support Center. I'm on the second floor. So you can look at our Facebook page. Um, you can call me up. The phone number is 763-4496. Um, or you can email me, um, lana.l.edwards.civ at mail.mail. I will answer all questions, set up whatever class that you want, and I'm just here for the community. All right. Sounds awesome. And, ma'am, one of your detachments is also in the Soldier Support Center on Walker. So what are some of the ways um, soldiers can best get served by your detachment there? Like, what, what do your soldiers need to help other people that come in there? So, yes. Um, so, like you said, I have a team over in Area 4 at Camp Walker. We're actually right next to ACS as well. So, if you need our services in there, it's on the same exact floor right next to each other. Um, some of the services we provide for our sections are customer service. And what that is, is you'll come in is for general pay inquiries specific to Korean entitlements, your leave balances, and allowances. We have a debt management section and they cover uh, recruitment of over overpayment of entitlements, statement of charges and flipples, for example, and soldiers can request payment plan with commander's approval if they ended up getting a debt letter from us. We also have the dispersing section, and this is where soldiers and civilians get their housing advances. This is also where they will return their security deposits at the end of their tours if they are asked for the advance. And now we also have a processing section and this is where the S1s, personal action clerks, or orderly rooms submit pay-related documents to be processed. For example, leave forms. Um, after they've come back from their leave, their S1s will bring the leave documents to us, and we process it to take it out of their um, LES. So the leave is actually done, that mm -hmm. part of it is done by finance. I didn't realize that. Well, yes and no. Okay. So the leave... You know, you get with your unit to request leave, and once you sign out and sign back in, then that's when their S-1, they come and provide the the full fully completed DA-31 to us, yes. And I saw, I saw um, we talked about this a little bit before the podcast, said one of the biggest misinterpretations the soldiers bring to you is housing allowance. You mentioned that earlier with the, the advance. Could you, could you walk us through some of those misinterpretations? So some of the misinterpretations for housing allowances are, you know, specific to Korean entitlements. So I could, you know, go on and on about all the different types of entitlements that soldiers are authorized based on if they have dependents here or their dependents are in the states or they have dependents in other countries it all depends on where the service member and their dependents reside so there are just you know too many examples to go through but that's where it's really good for have the soldier to come into our office and sit down with us and fully explain their situation because things can get lost in context over email yeah, for sure. And what about um, before a problem needs to come to your unit? What's a good like self-service resource that soldiers can use to avoid those misinterpretations? Um, so first is to, you know, the soldiers individually check their LES to see if there are any issues. Then they can go to their, you know, their squad leader, their chain of command, and their S1. Okay. And um, 
So we're going to take a little break right now. Um, we're going to come back and talk about finance more with Captain Hall and Ms. Edwards right here on the Every Soldier Counts podcast. Are you a new soldier looking to explore Korea? Or maybe a soldier who's been here for a while and is running out of things to do? I'm PFC Nathan Ertz, and I'm your 19th DSE Boss Rep. Boss stands for Better Opportunities for Single Soldiers. We have events like every other Thursday, we have a bowling night at your local bowling alley. We have a Korean cooking class where you can learn to make kimbap, ramen, and other Korean food, as well as a diving class that will get you certified to go diving at one of Korea's many beaches. For more information, please visit our Facebook page at Boss Area 4 or find me in your unit. And welcome back to the Every Soldier Counts podcast. We are here joined today by Court, Captain Courtney Hall and Ms. Lana Edwards. We're talking about financial readiness. And uh, ma'am, going back to you, you, you mentioned the processing section of your, um, your unit. What can you tell us more about what they do? Yeah, so um, not only do they, you know, process documents from their S-1s, they also process OHA paperwork from the housing office. The section also produces reports for units like the UCFR, which is the Unit Command Financial Report, and Drought Reports, which is the daily report of our transactions to the S1s. And something we've, one of the other uh, questions you get a lot is mm -hmm. this miscellaneous debt on the LES. Um, so that's something that's fairly new to a lot of soldiers. They, they may have not noticed it the first couple months it was on there, but uh, what, what do you tell soldiers about that miscellaneous debt? What is that all about? Yes. Yeah, so the miscellaneous debt that's on your deduction section on your LES is actually the taxes that you're paying back from September to December of last year, where we we're all tax free. Right, so that was a, a tax-free month, so your, your paycheck would have been a little bit bigger exactly. um, those months, so it's just kind of paying that back. So yes. if you see a miscellaneous debt, don't get alarmed by it, basically. But And um, speaking of LES, as I go back to you, Ms. Edwards, um, that that's something that you harp on a lot with soldiers. To, they need to look at it very carefully, right? Yes, uh, very important for soldiers, especially uh, the first-termers. Uh, they really are not understanding it, so... Um, just telling soldiers, you know, look at your LES every month, regardless of whether you're first time in the military, um, this is your first duty station, or you're on the way to retiring because people make mistakes. Um, no one is perfect. So it can easily have been a mistake that um, someone is being overpaid for something or um, their entitled, especially during PCS season. Those entitlements may have gotten missed, uh, being corrected, coming from their previous duty station. And so soldiers may think that they're, hey, getting paid extra when they're really <laughs> creating a, a debt mm -hmm. that will be taken back not to their liking. Yeah, we remember the uh, when you play Monopoly and you get that card. It says like you got the bank overpaid you. But it's yeah. not. It's not a good thing in, in real life. Correct. It, it is not. Yeah. Okay. And um, what about the? Uh, um, you also talk, talk about AER. You're, you're in charge of that. That's another thing you need to review the LES for, right? Yes. So when soldiers, so a lot of people, um, especially my first termers, are not aware that 
the army and actually all military branches have their own version of the Red Cross and nonprofit organization. So for the army, it's army emergency relief. When there's a financial need, we highly encourage service members to use army emergency relief or AER instead of running up debt on their credit cards. Um, I get a lot of soldiers coming through when it is time for um, they receive a Red Cross message and they need to go home. And um, the unit is supposed to use unit funds for the service members when it is their immediate family members. So for the service member and or the spouse, the mother, father, brother, sister, something happens, they need to get back home. Unit funds are supposed to be used. But when it's grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins that, you know, were raised as brothers and sisters and service members just don't have that immediate two to $3,000 to fly home and back, that is when Army Emergency Relief should be uh, considered first and foremost. So, And if you're eligible for Army Emergency Relief, that's a an interest-free loan, right? Correct. And it's uh, just about everyone is eligible. Um, we It is for active duty service members. If here on the peninsula there's any reserve or National Guard that are activated um, for 30 days or longer, they, AER, they qualify to use AER. Um, Army retirees, and actually all retirees, because there is a memorandum of understanding and agreement between all branches. So if an Air Force retiree needs to get back home and they need help, um, I can help them with AER just verifying that they're eligible through the Air Force as a retiree to get assistance. And so that's the beauty of the program, helping service service members and retirees when there's an emergent need. And but there's beyond you. There's still a, a role that the unit plays in that too, right? Does the the commander need to still sign on to one, or is it no? So the so AER has changed a lot of their policies, especially because of COVID. There are a lot more categories. Initially, AER had a little bit over thirty something, um, about thirty two categories to provide assistance. Um, due to COVID, it's about um, we're almost close to forty different categories to include. Uh, the newest one was or is um, helping with pet fees when you're PCSing mm. because it's so expensive to ship a pet home that's not covered in your travel. Um, and so service members can actually come to AER and we'll help you with those pet fees to get your pet um, to and from, actually to and from the peninsula. Yeah, that's I. There's definitely a lot of hidden fee, fees you wouldn't expect. Yeah, when you're trying to take your pets to, to Korea, that that's a good one to keep in mind. Okay, and um, but wait, I'm sorry, real quick. The the command does not officially have to sign. So there is AER has three, four different levels actually. So there's the commander's program, which is called Quick Assist, and they can do up to two thousand dollars. But AER does have an open door policy where the service members can come directly to us. And the command does not have to sign off on it um, or approve it um, because when a need truly occurs, it may exceed that $2,000. And so once again, the point in the program is not to just provide just enough service or just enough assistance. If a service member needs 3000 or more, um, then the command cannot sign off on it. it. That's beyond their limit. They can only do 2000 So. Um, there is an awareness that they may have, but they not officially need it. Hmm. Okay. I did not know that. that's a good thing to keep in mind. Okay. And uh, going back to you, Captain Hull, um, you, you have a, what can you tell us about the 
the services you provide to Camp Carroll. So you, your base, your detachment here is based on Walker, but you do have some special services for the soldiers at Carroll, right? Yes, we do. So every Wednesday, we send a team to Camp Carroll at Building T-125 from 0930 to 1530. So this, um, if you're at Camp Carroll and you need financial assistance, instead of coming all the way to Camp Walker, you can, if you're able to, wait until every Wednesday and we can help you there. Now, our office at Camp Walker, we're building 330, and the Soldier Support Center, our office hours are from 09 to 1600. We're closed during lunch from, you know, 1130 to 1300 and closed on Thursdays for training. And for if they're coming to your um, your detachment for a pay inquiry, do, do they still need a commander's signature on the, the slip to, to ask about that? No, they don't. Okay. So that that's another uh, maybe misconception too. They, right. they they can basically like an open door policy. Oh, absolutely. Okay. And um, what about the so Ms. Edwards talked about her classes that she's offering, but uh, your soldiers have a class as well that you do. Right? Yes, sir, we do. Um, so the first one I definitely want to address is we just started uh, doing our quarterly personnel action clerk certification for the unit orderly rooms and battalions S ones. It is a one-day class to familiarize HR personnel with financial management procedures and policies. Also, we teach them how to properly fill out financial, man- financial management documents like the DA-5960 for BAH and DD-1561 for FSA. Now, it is vitally important that we get maximum participation in this training as it will be extremely informational for future operations and create a smooth transition into IPSA. The next tentative date for our quarterly PAC certification will be 30 September of this year. That will also be in Area 3 and Area 4. Um, we are now also starting to conduct monthly unit visits. So this is essentially bringing the finance office to the soldiers. Now, we value the soldiers' time, so we come to their unit and resolve any pay issues they may have. And like uh, Ms. Edwards was saying about, you know, teaching about the LES, we offer we also offer an LES refresher course that could also benefit the soldiers. All you need to do is the unit can reach out to myself or, you know, my team in Area 4 and just request that action, and we can, we can schedule up a time to come to the unit to do that class. We can also provide pay agent training to all the units that need pay agents, and pay agents are equivalent to GPC cardholders and, you know, peacetime operations. Typically, pay agents are for contingency operations, and each battalion should have at least two or one in each company. Hmm. Okay. And, ma'am, you mentioned IPSE, yes. and th- that's an acronym we've seen for a couple of years now floating about. What can you tell me, how is that going to op- um, affect uh, pay, military pay, and your side of the house? So that's, you know, all question in the air. So for right now, the first rollout will be in actually in December, but that won't affect military pay at all. The, you know, the military pay, IPSA rollout, because um, they're going to do it in sections, I think won't actually be until, you know, 2024 or 2025 until we see that change. But, you know, having the S1s um, and orderly rooms really involved in their financial questions, it's just, it's never too early to start. Um, they can really get to know what questions they're going to get because all of these military um, pay-related questions that the service members will bring will go to the S-1s. So, yeah, IPSA is going to have kind of a new system that will roll up all the, like your LES, your SRB and everything into one new central system. Yes, sir. Okay. And 
so ma'am, you your your role, you're, you're based in Humphreys. You you're not only in charge of these all these uh, finance, finance soldiers across the peninsula, but you're also the banking liaison. What can you tell me about that part of your job? Yeah, so I'm also the banking liaison officer um, for Area Four specifically, uh, which is for you know Community Bank, which is located at Camp Carroll, Camp Walker, and they have an office in Shinhei Naval Base and also Navy Federal. They have an office at Camp Carroll, which is combined with Community Bank there, and an office at Camp Henry, which will soon to be closed. Their grand opening will be on Camp Walker on September 7th. So, you know, what I do for them is, you know, if they have any passes for the employees there, I can help facilitate in that. And also, you know, Camp, um, the Community Bank can also give classes related to financial readiness, as ACS does as well. Um, what they kind of focus on is dealing with debts, you know, their interest rates, investing basics, uh, traditional versus Roth retirement plans, and identity theft and scams. And they can also, you know, help you, you know, keep track of your credit score as well. So if you want those type of classes, just reach out to the community banks and they'll gladly assist you in that way. Okay. So a lot of uh, resources out there, different class. So um, Ms. Edwards, is TSP, is that something you touch on as yes. well with your class? So every month, the third Thursday of the month, I'm sorry, fourth Thursday of every month, I do a TSP investing um, basics of uh, TSP in the retirement um, for service members um, every uh, month. So that is going to be the fourth Thursday room 315 in the social support center from 13 to 1400 and so um, all of my classes uh, that are standing are the second third and fourth thursdays building 330 room 315 13 to 1400 so if there's ever a finance class or financial personal financial readiness class that you're interested in um, or just want to see what's going on i'm there all those times Okay. And so if there's going to, if there's one thing, piece of advice you could give a service member to maintain their financial health, what, what's the one big piece of advice you give budget. them? Budget, mm-hmm. budget, budget, <laughs> budget and uh, save and plan. So, and, and that's actually all part of budgeting. So okay. with a budget, you, you create a plan, um, you make sure that you save, you pay yourself first, you pay your bills, um, and you just don't overextend. And if a service member um, or anyone in Area 4, so once again, my services are open to everyone. Um, if they have a question about how to create a plan, how to create anything about investing, um, just the same classes that the banks have, ACS has. And so um, the little bit difference is, you know, ours are, um, the banks also probably, you know, hey, we have this. Well, ACS is going to tell you, um, review everyone. Don't just look at um, Community Bank or just look at Navy Federal. You need to shop around and we'll teach a person how to shop around and the importance of it because something may be better at one than the other and people just need to be aware. And so awareness, um, once again, going back to budgeting and planning and saving, um, that's what I want people to realize and understand. And if they ever need help with that, we can, I can sit down with them. Once again, civilians, spouses, the kids, even kids. We've done an outreach with hmm. the high school and we did a, an adult teen one-on-one, a couple of people from ACS um, and around the community did something with the, the seniors to, hey, you're about to go out into the world. 
these are the things you need to be aware of. And so we're going to start that back up with the school starting back up um, to let them be aware of that. I might need to send my son to that class if you do it again. Yes. He, he's a little young for it, but if you could explain to him how spending money on downloadable content on video <sighs> games, <laughs> yes. that'd be a good one. We're going to have something with CYS. Oh, um, perfect. Shea Birchall is going to be putting something out, and so I will be involved in that. We're doing something every quarter for the kids and the parents at the, um, the teen center mm. over at uh, on Camp Walker. Okay. And uh, coming back to you, ma'am, is there anything uh, we miss you, you wanted to talk about? No, I think we pretty much covered it all. Okay, so once again, a um, lot of good uh, resources at Camp Walker and the Soldier Support Center. I mean, the name says it all, but that's where you can find Ms. Edwards, where you can find um, Captain Hull, your soldiers there, ready to help everyone. So I want to thank you both for joining us here on the Every Soldier Counts podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. And we'll talk to you next time here on the Every Soldier Counts podcast. Thank you.